previously on The Crown. Philip and his boy Mike's trip and all their exploits came back home. And Mike's wife got a divorce. Also, Prince Philip became a prince as a way to give him some power. So this dude and his buddy just sailed across the seven seas, causing all kinds of trouble, getting up to no good. And what does he get? He gets turned into a prince after. So, big flex from Phil last week. How is that going to get followed up? Will we find out this week on The Crown? Let's find out on the Lord of Grantham podcast. Is she really going out with him? Is she really going to take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Because if my eyes don't deceive me, there's something going wrong around here. And we are back. It's The Crown, Season 2, Episode 4. Barrel. Yeah. Barrel, that's right. And before... Before we get into this, Pearl? today's a historic day. The day we're recording this. Did you know that? In what way? Today, July 29th. Three years ago today, we recorded the very first episode of The Lords of Grantham. We did it in July? We did it in July. We well, recorded the podcast, and then we went to go see Dunkirk in IMAX. That was so. That day we went to uh, Stu Leonard's to kill some time, and we encountered a man dressed as a cow in an aisle, D- full costume, like almost like you know uh, 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 someone you'd like see Disney for World a sports something. team. Well, I mean, yeah, Stu, yeah. Stu Leonard's is like Disney World for those who have not are unfamiliar with the Northeast small chains grocery mm-hmm. store Stu Leonard's. It's like Disney World, but a grocery store. Yeah, and and and, and Dave, you intimated that. The cow was saying to me, let's play. <laughs> the cow wanted to throw down. I remember that and distinctly. That all happened three years ago today. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, here we are three years later, and we're uh, we're still chugging. Yeah, I know. Well, I think this was... Th- I, I It might not have been the absolute first episode because I got a notification. I tweeted about it that our three-year Twitterversary was recently as well. Yeah. So maybe this was us doing the first episode. Yeah, which I think we scrapped because we talked a lot about either Paddington or, or Giamatti too much in it. I think. I don't think we will. If it was this, like the introduction episode, then we did it on the first day. Mm-hmm. Or if it was season one, episode one, we did it like a week after. But we didn't scrap whatever the recording was. Yeah. So either way, we did some big something three years ago that I saw in my memories on snapchat so well well here we are now <laughs> so raise a raise a glass here we are in two separate states still still plugging away all all downton later and crown season and later. a half of the crown every english game yeah what, what's next who knows in the next three years i have no idea where we could be in three years yeah, who's who knows? Well, podcast will be. I mean, we got Michelle Obama in the podcast game. So, as every notification has told me, she's got a podcast. I, if cool. this if this podcast pool is already overflowing with people, you put the first lady in there. Whew. Former first lady, yeah. Former first lady, <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Just wait until the other former first lady has a podcast, then they just keep going down the line. Then every for, former president, you know, everyone's getting a podcast. Yeah, when and get get Barack his own podcast. 
Why not? I better be fun. I'd, I'd listen to uh, an hour with Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, you want know to be a good podcast? Is you just get Clinton, Bush, and Barry together together, <laughs> just talking, just shooting the breeze. Man, that I was like, know. I mean, it was tough being president. You're telling me, <laughs> you know. Think you think our current president could learn a few things from those three guys? But hey, uh, this isn't a politics podcast, right? Yeah, <laughs> enough of that nonsense. There, there, yeah. So, anyways, there, there's been news with this week with the Crown. Uh, Emmys were announced. Uh, That's right. As we know, uh, Down Abbey has been off the air for four or five years, so it has not been nominated. The movie did not qualify for an Emmy because that was a movie. Uh, but season three debuted last year, and it earned a total of thirteen nominations, uh, including That's good. including outstanding drama, lead actress, uh, supporting actress. Um, cool. I, I, you know, if we get to them, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. I, it's kind of funny. One of these shows is so custom built for Emmys. It's like, is there ever any doubt that they're going to, that they're not going to get nominated? Unless like the show's like really bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of really good TV out there that just gets overlooked. And then there's, I, w- I would call the crown and this is with all due respect to the show itself, kind of a lob ball right over home plate for uh, award nominations. Yeah, it's pretty. The subject matter is noble and is very well executed. So it's kind of it's it's. There's no reason to not nominate this for 13 Emmys. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, Helen Bonham Carter deserved a, a nomination over uh, Rhea Seahorn for uh, Better Call Saul. We'll see when we get there. That's, I mean, it's hard to, for me to imagine, but sure, we'll see. It's been, it, she was she wasn't nominated. She was. I went on. Um, not that the Emmys I was mean on anything. Facebook. <laughs> I was on Facebook today and I saw a post about Better Call Saul saying congratulations to Giancarlo Esposito for his Emmy. And I clicked it because I wanted to see the comments and overwhelming comments saying, how come Rhea Seahorn didn't get a nomination, but this guy did, or Odenkirk for that matter. Odenkirk didn't get nominated? I don't think so. Did Lalo get nominated? <laughs> did who? Lalo? I, no, I don't. I think Giancarlo uh, might have been one of the only ones. Well, that's a, and he got a double double nom for the Mandalorian. I know this well, is not that podcast, but yeah, well, Giancarlo Esposito, this dude is lucky. This is why Emmys don't matter, and this is why we're watching The Crown to see for ourselves. Is it that good, <laughs> as people say? I mean, if you asked us last year, we might say no, but right now, I would probably say yeah, it's it's that good. It's swinging around. It's coming back around. This episode, we want to get into this episode, Dave. Yeah, before we do, we should just over, like talk over. We said it last week. Mm-hmm. We're doing a review contest. Oh yeah! If you want to go on Apple Podcasts, if you even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, go on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> just drop go us on a five star review <laughs> and a review, not just five stars. Rate and review. Mm-hmm. Screen cap it. Send it to us on your social media of choice. Yeah, and you will be entered to win. Either a Downton Abbey t-shirt from, or Downton Abbey, Lords of Grantham t-shirt from our tea Public store, or something of that value. I know we have mugs, we have face masks for all your COVID socializing needs. So if you want to get a tote bag and a mug instead of a t-shirt, we can do that. Or you can do a t-shirt, or you can do, basically we're going to give you a $25 shopping spree on our tea Public store. So, s- review, send it our way, so we know it's you. And you'll be entered to win. Swag. We're going to leave this, leave things open for a little while to 
in case you don't listen to this right away. So no deadline as of now, but do it ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or when you please. You know, we, we, we come and go on this whole thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just... We're, we're on your we're time, I think, is the way to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so... So, I don't know about you, Dave, but today, was, it's been a long day, <laughs> just with work and everything. And That's true. Putting on this episode and seeing a full hour, I literally cursed out loud. I was like, for F's sake, seriously, an hour? I watched it yesterday, so I... Well, congratulations. I can't speak on that. <laughs> uh, I, did, I did roll my eyes a little bit, though. I said, really? We, we're doing good 56? And I, I looked at the rest of the season. We got a few more full hours coming up, man. It, it's not going to go easy on us. It's only four minutes. That's all I got to say. It's bringing the hurt. <laughs> Peter Morgan is in the hurt business this year, and uh, he's not alone. Uh, so for something that probably makes sense in a, in a little moment, or as we discussed the episode, but this was actually the first episode he didn't write alone. He uh, mm-hmm. he had a room full of chimps actually uh, hammering out for him. Uh, kidding. No, he actually had Amy Jenkins uh, as a co-writer for this episode. Okay, so I think we were considering how much we harped on Julian Fellows. We really don't talk the crew of the Crown very much. Well, I mean, it's, it's Peter Morgan writing everything, like Julian, except this time he didn't. And you know, well, now we know. M- yeah, yeah. So you know, it makes it easier to blame someone for all the historical inaccuracies when it's just one guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this is a Margaret focused episode, and I think it helps to have that female perspective, actually. It definitely helps the flow of the show to step away from what we had in the first three. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, what did uh, drama and, and boys nights? I mean, a company of men, a bunch of boy stuff going on. This is definitely a little bit of a change of pace, uh, a little bit more female centric. And um, I mean, 90% of this episode is Margaret. Do we want to talk about everything else that's on the periphery? Yeah, I guess it's just two things, but what do we go to first? Do we just want to talk about Liz and Phil? Very simple. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're going to have a little bit of a um, anniversary party to celebrate that their things are going. You know, the first ten years of marriage, they're you know it's just rolling along. Hitting it's an overture, as as the Queen says. That that well, that's what her mommy told her. <laughs> So basically she's saying like, yeah, you know, this is kind of like if it was terrible and we all screwed up, it's an overture. The rest of the... We could redo. (laughs) Yeah, we can start now, which I think is her way to try to validate all of the terrible or potential terrible because historically we don't know the things that Philip has, his misdeeds. Yeah, they're up and down first 10 years. Um, 10 years, a decade. It's a long time. They haven't really aged all that much. (laughs) No. Well, think. Well, I mean, what was ten years ago? Twenty ten. Yeah. What What happened in twenty ten that was so? Like, what's a tentpole entertainment piece of twenty ten? Downton Abbey. An Inception, and yeah, and uh. So think about the fact that like, where we are from now to when Inception came out. Like that's not some overture that's a, a lot of life yeah we've we've turned a page <laughs> we, that, indeed we, we we graduated college uh around then uh and uh here we are today still learning um indeed so phil goes on to give one of the more awkward speeches <laughs> uh that he could give at this thing yeah 
Um, considering where, where we just left with Philip, this is a, not a great look, but not a terrible look. Just kind of an awkward look. Yeah, explain it out a little bit, Dave. So he, he gives a very on-the-nose anniversary speech about the importance of a partner and your partner knows more about you than you know about yourself. Mm-hmm. Not like I, 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 I just kind of took it as very face value, nothing too deep. It was pretty awkward. Uh, you know, he, he talks about how you know when you're with someone, they see a hidden part of you, uh, and it's, they know more. Your partner knows more about you than you know yourself. Uh, so you have to come to an ideal or an arrangement, and in that pain. <laughs> you find the treasure. So he's just pretty much saying, man, marriage is tough. But That's I, true. there's love in there somewhere, maybe? Yeah. Well, did you notice who was sitting there in the in the, in the mise-en-scene, as it were? The the Duke? We have a, a, we have a character that, that I think, given the past three episodes, I really thought was going to play a role here. Uh, oh, Porchy. Oh, Porchy's sitting there? Yeah, I'm almost certain Porchy's one of the guys there. And, and considering, I mean, any British guy could be there, and you'd think it's Porchy. I mean, it wasn't like he had the true. most distinctive look. look. <laughs> could have been Mr. Carson or something like that. No, but I think it's Porchy. Okay. And I think, given the nature of Philip's last three episodes, do you have a Porchy Elizabeth episode? I thought would have been fascinating at this point mm-hmm. to kind of get her great white buffalo into the picture as. You know, Prince Philip is off gallivanting with Mike. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think he'd, he'd sneak it in there. But you'd think maybe after five, six, seven years, you just kind of give up the ghost there and it's not going to happen. So I I, I, yeah. I, I can see why <laughs> Porchy didn't make any I, I guess if you're faking all this stuff historically, why not give us a, por- a little Porchy bit? But who's to say? Who's to say? I mean, Our attorney be- Kevin said Porchy comes back. So I highly doubt that this background scene is his return. So... Yeah, I'm sure we get some Porchy again soon with King Tut. Wait, King Tut's there? Well, Porchy's family is uh, high clear. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where the Tut's And they, yeah. they found, funded the exhibition. So, yeah. Uh, in short and sweet. Well, I mean. I guess. Y- but the thing is, like, you'd like to think maybe they're doing okay, you know, as – Luke Queen said, "You know they've hit their stride and they're they're doing they're doing okay." Uh, but as we see at the end of the episode, they're still sleeping in separate beds. Yeah, in the beginning they're sleeping together. It just does seem seem like things aren't on track. Yeah, so we we don't know what track it is on. I mean, it's a runaway train. Is it coming back? Yeah. <laughs> TBD. Uh, All these years. What I mean, they could get divorced tomorrow. That's true. All these years you think he'd be getting somewhere, right? <laughs> um, so, anyways, we'll see how they're doing. And, and uh, they talk a lot about marriage this episode. Uh, it even comes up. I mean, it is the wedding episode or the the marriage episode for sure. Yeah, it, it could be. Uh, well, I mean, the prime minister is even getting his own his own uh, excitement in there. Prime Minister McMillan. Every time I hear McMillan, I can't help but think of Jimmy McMillan, who ran for governor of New York at one point. The, yeah. the People's Party happened happened while I was at Hofstra. The biggest disappointment of my college career was not going to the gubernational debate where 
Jimmy McMillan said the rent is too damn high. I think if the rent is too damn high party was in the crown and Jimmy McMillan was playing the prime minister, it would be that much better of a show. If anyone doesn't know oh, who yeah. we're talking about, just look up Jimmy McMillan on YouTube and you won't re- regret it. Yeah, and just know that I was a stone's throw away from where that was happening <laughs> in that exact moment. Like, literally. Yeah, things were not a stone throw away from uh, Russian satellites. Uh, That's true, yeah. So the Crown uses the budget, the Netflix money, to stage a CG Russian satellite <laughs> just because they have money. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, McMillan is describing it to the Queen. He doesn't even get let her get a word in, really. And he compares Russia and England to uh, a marriage uh, to get things uh, and that needs to get things back on track. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how they say, they, it's funny because they say like what's the they use the satellite in as a way to say you know like they're watching everything that we do, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think back in the fifties they thought that these satellites could do anything. Well, really? yeah, I mean, you didn't know. It, it was a uh, mysterious technology. Indeed, indeed. I, I, but that's very uh, short-lived. It seems like after uh, Nasser, we're on to the next international problem for the prime minister to deal with. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see how he works with the queen because it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of back and forth there. Uh, the queen even quips after he's done. They say listening is important you know, for a good marriage. <laughs> and so that's all she's been doing to the PM. It's true. Well, it seems like the PM is not doing a lot of uh, in the, I don't even know how to transition this appropriately. The dude doesn't have a good marriage. No, seems to be the common theme. Uh, so he tells his wife that she needs to end uh, whatever it is she has going on as they drive into a storm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Dave, how many times have you said that's true this past 20 minutes, man? <laughs> A lot. It's true. Well, I mean, I guess it's the crown, so I should say allegedly. So when we get to yeah, when we get to back to Downton Abbey, it's not that's true anymore. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Downton, it would be that's true because Downton is fiction. For the crown, allegedly. Yeah. But they, they I mean, it is true. They drove into a storm. <laughs> it is true. They drove into a storm. I thought it was very uh, poetic. I was a little. Also, I, probably I, didn't happen. I also don't think it was poetic. I think it was on the nose. <laughs> Things aren't going well for the prime minister. Why don't we throw a CG storm in there to really kind of illustrate what's going wrong here? Yeah, we have a couple dollars left from the satellite shot. You want to throw some clouds and lightning? It wasn't even a good-looking CG satellite. It was just like you just kind of ball with some sticks coming. Yeah, you kind of just accept it at this point. Like, oh yeah, I know what they're going for here. It's a satellite. <laughs> um, Not as good as the elephant in, in season one. Yeah. No, 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 definitely not as good as the elephant. So, yeah, he sends his wife off to say goodbye to uh, to whoever her, her lover is. We see him in the window for a second. Yeah, and the PM is not looking too, none too pleased about this whole situation. Nope, and we, we get a follow-up later in the episode, Dave, and what's still going on? So, he is it like the radio is on, and the radio's a little loud, so he goes to check on his wife, mm-hmm. and she's talking on the phone, and... And what is she saying? His love disgusts me. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what my takeaway is. He disgusts her. So this poor man is, is his what he knows his wife is running around town, or not necessarily running around town, but she's got a another man somewhere, and he's just got a deal. He's just he's been dealing. I mean, if I were her, I I'd get it because uh, you know this guy doesn't seem to know when to shut up, so I can get, see why she's not happy in that marriage. So, you know, maybe we'll learn a little bit more about this PM. At the same time, this dude, 
he's his wife is is cheating on him, and he's just like, you gotta you gotta stop. Well, she ain't. <laughs> Heart, what's well, wants, even what if it she wants. is, she's still talking. She's talking trash on the phone. Yeah, I, like she even this says, poor like, poor man. He smells right or something. It, yeah, some his his smell. Yeah, something <laughs> it, about his his mm. presence. Like the phone call. I in the beginning, I was like, something. I don't really know this whole story here. I hope to see it play out a little more. And then you see that next scene with them, and it's like, oh god. And then that's it. Like. That's it. Yeah. I almost feel like wouldn't it be great if they never address it again? It's just sort of a dark corner of this character. Yeah, I, I feel like they could almost excise that from this episode. Like I know we're starting to get to the PM and we're moving into that phase, but at the same time, it's like, well, if we're just going to focus on Margaret mostly, why don't we just focus on Margaret? <laughs> yeah. Why give us? I mean, I, I can I can see. I don't think it's necessary, but I think it does add to the allure of Margaret's plot. It does. I think so because if if Elizabeth and Phillips plot is supposed to make you think like 10 years that's a long time these people are looking for the good amidst all the struggle. Mm-hmm. And the prime minister is like you can have everything in the world in power and still be a miserable human yeah. with someone that you're supposed to be in love with. I think it makes Margaret's story a little bit more enjoyable and definitely something more relatable. Or something more desirable, for sure. I, I just, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like another mirror to hold up against it, you know. As much as it's Elizabeth. an unnecessary one for sure for a show that fictionalizes so much. Yeah, I mean, we, we didn't need a full hour, but okay. I mean, it's it's good filler to you know. yeah. If we didn't have the McMillan stuff, this would be a tight fifty-four. <laughs> yeah, truly, that, that's what it is. It would be hilarious to find out that the co-writer Amy just wrote the two McMillan scenes, and that was it. Like, oh, okay, Peter just needs someone to really. Fill that in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But indeed, Margaret is the focus of this episode, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so episode episode kind of kicks off pretty dramatically. There, There's a, a wedding going on that she's attending, and there's a man racing there on a motorcycle in the rain. And uh, it's, a, it's a photographer who's trying to get there, but it's someone we know. It's someone from who's been in Downton Abbey. Speaking of racing, who else could it be? But Henry Talbot himself, oh. Matthew Good himself, playing a man named Tony. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh boy, a change of pace. Tony Armstrong Jones I, I, should have been Brendan Coyle. Yeah, and you know we'll get to it. How how he's a love interest for for Margaret. I find it kind of hilarious that he has this whole market cornered where it's like, okay, we need someone to play a rich guy who's marrying up or romancing up towards someone who's more rich than him. He likes fast vehicles. He can only really show up for one season because we only can only afford him for a few episodes. We can't get him for the full season. Who can we get? Well, it's like in the Downton movie, he just like rolls up two-thirds of the way through the movie Not even two-thirds. Like he's in the last two scenes of the movie. <laughs> he's cashing that check. He probably got a bigger check than most of the actors, too. Maybe. But, I mean good for Matthew good just to have the, the have that checklist of like you know I'm not gonna be the richest guy but I'm going to date the richest girl in the room <laughs> give me something That's fast true. and uh I'll show up for for you know lunch services craft services let's do this that would be great if he was just like a fiend for a good craft service table <laughs> less than cheese and crackers and he knows the period dramas have like biscuits or something that he likes the most yeah so uh 
here we go. We got we got some good. Got some goodness. Yeah, but not not initially. The, I no. think the problem with putting a name and something like that, but I guess any sort of emphatic storytelling. When once we see it's him, we know something is up. Oh yeah. You don't just have because we're supposed to believe that this dude, uh, Billy Billy Wallace, yeah, who's kind of putting the moves on Margaret and tries to kiss her at this wedding. Right. So they've been longtime friends, and he, uh-huh. he's talking to her like, you know, you've been single for a minute. How about me? I'm not that bad of a guy. And, and he's kind of presenting himself as that kind of typical nice guy stereotype, where, you know, why not me? <laughs> aren't aren't I aren't I good? What enough? about Billy? <laughs> yeah. And she he tries to kiss her, and she's just like. No, no. Well, she's like, we're in public. What are you doing? I'm the princess. This is a. This would be a scandal if you just did this. Right. You can't just snog me. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she does not kiss him back. So, sorry, Billy Wallace. Uh, but it, he, he formally proposes though. He's, he's like, hey, if you want to get married, we can make this work. Are you down? And she's like, yeah, sure. I mean, no, not really. She, she's like, okay. Calls her mom. Hey, Billy proposed great calls elizabeth billy proposed great is it why don't you announce it at this 10 year and this decade of anniversary party she says sure yeah so uh you know she's but smoking billy up. doesn't he billy can't come he's sick yeah yeah it's funny because this follows a, a photo shoot where she's you know margaret's just kind of oh it's her birthday portrait yeah she, she she's really kind of just dead inside taking these photos. There's no passion, you know. The the guy keeps telling her, you know, you want you want to believe there's there's more to life beyond the chores and stuff, and and trying to get her to show some kind of character in the photos, and he can't get. And I really thought that Margaret. the photographer was motivating. You, you really? He does the whole thing about you know some average citizen is going to see this in the paper or the magazine, mm-hmm. and for for one day they're going to feel your confidence going into one thing, and that's all you should, you know. I thought that was kind of the point of the royals is to sort of inspire the public to be their best version of themselves. So you were beaming watching this at home. He or he he got he connected with you, and you're just you were like posing. Like, for- one, th- I'm going to go. To- <laughs> Clock in for work, and I'm gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, to the best of my ability. Just sh- I mean, if that's a, hey, there was no high speed internet, and all we were doing was was being inspired by magazines. Then yeah, I might be. Who knows? All right. Uh, I mean, it, it it doesn't quite work though. She she she's too far gone, which which I get. She 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 doesn't really want to marry this Billy guy. She's just kind of doing it to check it off the list. And uh, but yeah, Billy's but, sick though. Oh, but he, he's not sick. He is, uh, he's sick in the head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. They're, a little bit. They're, they're about to announce the engagement. It's the, the day of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had a bit of a dust up. He, he, he's drunk in bed. Yeah. yeah. Because he, did he get challenged to a duel? Yeah, yeah so we, we he, see a brief scene where there's a party going on. And it's kind of like that Sugar Ray song where it's like, is she really going out with him? We heard Margaret's going to marry Billy. Him? And then we just see him in the corner of the room with a bunch of women around him. <laughs> yeah. And she's really going out with him? Apparently. Not much longer, though. No, because he gets challenged to a duel. Right, and we get an entire reenactment of this, which I don't even know if that was necessary. If you want to chop more minutes from this episode, I don't even know if this was necessary. We get a, a yeah, reenactment. Yeah, you can just say he's hungover. <laughs> yeah. Uh... 
so one of the guys who had a uh, so one of the guys girls was who's clobbering all over Billy. Uh, he felt the need to challenge him to a duel. And we get a bit of a humorous juxtaposition where Billy is telling Margaret, well, as you do in a duel, you have to formally, you know, go through with it and, and obey protocol, and, and it's, a, it's a manly thing to do. But what we really see is a drunk man being carried about who doesn't even know what the heck is going on. <laughs> hey, he doesn't even have shoes on. No, he doesn't have shoes at all. He's, he's crying and everything, and uh, they give him the pistols to test the character, as he says. And they walk to 10. Where does he get shot, Dave? Well, I was so confused by this. Doesn't he slip? Is what he says? And he, he Well, he, he slips a little bit. He got shot in the leg, though. That's, that's where he got shot. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's Because they, they don't quite show, like, a wound. So I was like, wait a minute. The whole episode is moved. It moves at a very fast pace, considering it's a character we've never met before. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. So... He's he can't come to this party because he got drunk. Yeah, and, and but Margaret puts it all together too because like, <laughs> uh, well he he admits to her which is he's kind of dumb. He, he says like I'm the, I was the center of attention ever since I started dating you. All these women are approaching me and it's gone to gone to my head. You know like she's like you know what actually I don't want to marry you, bro. Like it, yeah, I mean after after what happened with Peter, you think she would know that? Slap that royal name on on your relationship status and people want to be around. That's true. Cause Peter, Peter had women turn their heads too. <laughs> um, so bye Billy. It ain't, ain't going to happen. That's true. At least you had your moment in the sun, but, you, but like Icarus, you flew too close. I'm sure he got a good girl afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he'll come back. I don't think so. And then who, who comes into, uh, she, she, she does tell him that you were only ever an act of charity, which is the coldest break you could give to someone. <laughs> she says that, but, you know, she chose it. Yeah. She could have chosen somebody else. And, and how does she react, Dave, though? We, we get a whole scene of this. She freaks out. Right. She, she's at uh, Elizabeth and uh, Phil's uh, thing, and she can't even take Phil's speech. She gets up and walks away. And... She she gets pissed drunk and starts throwing things, and a stranger sees her. I don't know why we needed to see that a stranger found her. And, well, it's and, not a stranger. It's her like it's her Anna. Oh yeah, so she watches the whole thing. Um, yeah, so she goes and she hears the noise, and she goes up to check and see, you know, maybe she needs a glass of water or something. But then she sees exactly what's happening and says, Meh. "She's it's thrashing around, just feeling like she's just going to be single forever." It's, she puts on some some limp biscuit and she's like <laughs> raging, thrashing around. It's essentially me in quarantine uh, th- th- these past few months. It's like I'm just going to be single forever, nothing else to do but just get drunk and just throw things, swing your arms around. That is me every single day, and it almost feels like there was like almost no direction given to her. He was just like just do things, and she's just throwing her arms around everywhere. <laughs> Let's just destroy this set. It's like Eric Andre. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so anyways, she's just going mad, no direction. Uh, what goes on after this, uh, Dave? This, her, the same woman, her, her Anna effectively. And I didn't write down her name because I was pretty engrossed in this episode. So that's why my note taking might've been minimal. Mm -hmm. Um, invites her to a a common folk party, right? Yeah. I mean, Billy's been calling. So is is, mommy. It is her Anna. Cause it didn't, it didn't hit me until they're there. It's like, Oh, this is sort of a, a, 
a literal pity invite. Yeah, but Billy's been calling and stuff, and uh, she's like, I'm not going to call that guy back. <laughs> so, so she goes to this this party of normies. Yeah, normal normal dinner. And she, and she, she stipulates she, she doesn't want to interact with people uh, who uh, breed horses, owns land, or knows mother. <laughs> Three specific stipulations. I think we can all find someone like that for her. Yeah, that's fair. Just come so to America. she gets there, and and people are uh, not so so interested in her. They're not so keen on on Princess Margaret, mm-hmm. and she kind of winds up alone for a good chunk of the night. Oh yeah. Until Tony Gilliam, uh, <laughs> Tony Armstrong Jones, goes and sits next to her. Yeah, he, he's there. Uh, and he's like, you don't remember me? I, I took a, I took a photo of you. <laughs> I was at that wedding. No doy. And uh, she doesn't really remember him. <laughs> Go figure. Yep, yeah, just like Downton, just like uh, Henry Talbot, he knows how to talk to people. He knows how to help you get your guard down. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that uh, she does. And she, he tells her she's a, he, ugh, excuse me. He tells her he's a photographer. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got good uh, tactics in, in terms of you know, he's not too interested in royalty and stuff like that, and that's like music to her ears, you know. Yeah, he's, and he's salt says, of the look, earth. Can, look at these photos can of take people. His picture. Look, yeah, look at yeah. look at these photos of people. I'm just about people. I'm a people person. I like people's yeah. faces. I don't care what kind of royalty you are or anything. You still look like a person to me. How, yeah, how do I take a picture? Candid pictures. <laughs> this is yes. Yeah, there's that like very scandalous picture that it, he's like, I took this. Yeah, the, the woman Which with the tassels talking. Yeah. yeah, talking to a uh, a princess about something like that is probably pretty scandalous of an event in and of itself. Yeah, uh, he shows. Uh, he feels like it shows what they're hiding. You know, some of these, some of these photos. Um, it's kind of funny how it parallels what Phil's saying about you know. You, your partner only knows you or whatever and maybe what you're hiding so but maybe photos are, are the, the shortcut to finding out things about other people yeah perhaps he, he even jokes to her uh, you're dying to be a supplicant uh, religious he's got that, that typical British dry humor uh, but Margaret can't shut up to it about him she's relaying to Elizabeth how much she likes him about the five things she, she found out about him and that she thinks Elizabeth would like him, and that's what's so dangerous about him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's a, a, a guy that your sister likes. That sounds like a little familiar. Is Edith, Edith is kind of okay with Henry as in Downton. I mean, you really just call we know Matthew is. Good. You just call it Matthew Good for this role, and he just fits all the bills, you know? So <laughs> she's going to go get her photo taken. Yeah, and his humble photo flat or whatever he calls it yeah the whole episode slows down for about 20 minutes you're telling me it really slows down you, there's you find a it lot slow? of i i put it in half time so i watched <laughs> it so it took 40 minutes to watch i thought it was but this is so strange yeah okay what did you like it yeah i thought it was good at slowing I, it down to like really play up their chemistry like this is where i could see like oh this is where you need like a female writer to really, you know, get across this romance going so on. So you here. think you think 
Tony walking around, knocking things over and slapping the desk was well, that, necessary. That I thought was odd. I, I did not understand that. <laughs> I, I understand the idea of making the princess wait and making her a little uncomfortable because all she ever does is get what she wants effectively mm-hmm. in, in situations like that. But it was a very tedious scene of him literally knocking things down and I mean, smacking a desk. Look, a lot of these these scenes could be trimmed by a couple minutes if, if we're being honest. But you know, I'm fine with that. I can, but once they start um, the photo shoot, it's good. I think they have chemistry. He, he catches her off guard. That, that's he's trying to get to a certain honesty there. You know, he talks about Pete Townsend. Um, you know, calls him dreary. <laughs> Uh, and you know she tries to crack some well where you see jury I see old fashioned you know it's easy qualities to mock and miss uh, but they're kind of going back and forth and he's really just trying to get her to drop her guard and, and does the other yeah he goes and he pulls her her dress down below her shoulders he just goes and does that to a prince like that's not something you can do yeah I mean you know that it's not going to be that dramatic or like but it's, there is something scandalous about it that you feel in the moment, like oh well, man, it is. It is. I I think just like in Downton Abbey, when you see like Branson's abs or you see like Mr. Bates' shoulders, like nudity is a thing that I know we saw a lot of Phil's butt in season one. Yeah, but this is a show that is very, you know, conservative with that kind of stuff. So it is a big deal. Yeah, and but it's kind of funny because they show a lot of Margaret's back in this episode. She's wearing the you know backless dresses and i find it hilarious because you know they make a big point of this she's jacked uh vanessa kirby yeah vanessa kirby because like she looks like she's been doing pull-ups and i don't know if princess margaret in real life was big and working out and stuff like that her back is muscular her she she i feel like she's just like chain smoking and drinking in real life Uh, yeah uh because like they just show that back. And I know she was like prepping for, I think for a commission impossible. And it's not like she has a big action role in that, but she looks like she's ready to go. And that is not the princess Margaret character. And it's, it's so funny. Cause I feel like the, she's, she's wearing a wig in this episode. I, th- I think, cause I think it looks okay. kind of rough. It's just like, here's prin- what princess Margaret looked like in quote quotation marks, <laughs> you know, played by Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, the photo shoot is a, a long scene, mm-hmm. but a good scene. And then he says, oh, let me give you a ride home. Oh, well, he takes her upstairs to show her his, his, uh, his, she's like, now let me take you to my house to get a drink. And real humorous bit. It's just upstairs. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, they look into a mirror, uh, which many people assign, assigned. So he, not to draw suspicion or anything, he doesn't have her sign her name. He has her sign Beryl, which mm-hmm. uh, symbolizes, I guess, like keeping demons away. It's good for marital success, uh, whatever this mineral is. Um, so she signs that, and then they they go back. Do they go back downstairs after, or is it before, where they're just developing the photo, and it just gets really sensual down there? Yeah, just watching well, this the thing drip. <laughs> yep, these photos drip all over the place. Uh, so, yeah, he shows a photo of the Margaret, what one that's never been seen before. It's definitely not a princess, and she's gonna she's gonna take that photo. Yeah, she says, "I know exactly where to send it." Yep. And it's kind of funny because he's like, "Do you need a ride home?" And she's like, "Yeah, like this car will follow me." And 
they just ride away on the motorcycle back home and and they lose the car on purpose yeah and, and it parallels uh phil and elizabeth who are entertaining like a diplomat or someone having a boring night while margaret's having a thrill ride and they play this bizarre st- dramatic music i thought something wrong was going to happen the way the music is like ramped up during the scene but no it's just him delivering her at home on the motorcycle yeah, and I thought there might be like a follow-up scene where they go so get over like a bar or something like that or some club. The music builds to something more than actually happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I just don't want to be followed driving you home. Mm-hmm. But uh, then the music changes to uh, Only Have Eyes for You. Shabop, shabop. And yeah. we get the hammer of uh, that newspaper. The Duke, oh, yeah. We even see the Duke of Windsor re- reacting. The Duke of Windsor reacts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a minute, he gets like, a paycheck. Tommy LaSalle sees it. Uh, Queen Mother. Yeah. You, where's the Churchill reaction? Like, wh- why isn't he looking at this paper? You know he's looking at that paper. He doesn't care. He's drawing, he's painting. Churchill's looking at that paper. Well, we see Adine's reaction. We see a lot of reactions. Mm-hmm. But Philip is maybe the best one. He's like, oh, I say. I'm down. I'm into it. Uh, it appears that she's naked. It's it's her bare back and her looking over. Yeah. LaSalle is like, not happy. I, I understand. I, it, it's funny. It's almost like they keep making him appear to almost acknowledge, yeah, yeah LaSalle's still around. He's still a thing, even if he's not doing anything. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be some scandal or fallout from that. I imagine. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, there will be. Yeah. Hopefully Margaret can get back with the man, get back with Tony. Um, we'll see where this goes. Uh, I thought it was interesting. This episode was TVMA cause uh, and they, they listed nudity was in this episode, but I didn't really see any. <laughs> well, the, the, the photo that what's it, that Tony took of the, the woman with the tassels. Was, I guess I, I thought they were almost definitely not a PG 13 photo. Yeah. I guess so. I thought they were almost labeling it TVMA just because, like, watch out for this bareback. It, it may. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Who knows those Brits? These are royals we're talking about. Yeah, it will scandalize you. Uh, but that's but that's pretty much the whole episode. Yeah. Did this episode work for you? Was it good, Dave? Yeah, it was a great change of pace. But I thought. But you didn't like the a little the, long. You didn't like the twenty minutes though, where they're they're taking the photos and everything, or you weren't crazy over that. I didn't like, no, I didn't say that. I, the scene where he's knocking things over upstairs yeah. was too long. That's fair. And we don't know why he's doing it exactly, just other than... T- he's just trying to make her uncomfortable, make her unsettled. Yeah. Or and more so like, look, we got Matthew Good for the day. Why don't we just keep the, the camera rolling and we'll just film him? <laughs> and Matthew Good's just pacing around like, all right, you got me on set. Oh, and we also, we, we did skip over the scene after the the motorcycle ride where it's sort of the opposite of Margaret destroying her room. Mm-hmm. Like she's really feeling herself. We get a scene of her looking in the mirror, like check me out. Yeah. I mean, as you should, she's a looker. Good. Yeah. Well, she, she's, you know, she's feeling good. He's got her self-esteem on high. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah. So, uh, a pretty important, pretty important scene to not talk about, I think. So, Yes. Yeah, just looking in the mirror. So, yeah, good episode, I think. Good episode. Yeah. Nice nice uh, change of pace. Enough of the ro- the direct royals of, of Elizabeth and Phil that we know they matter, but... Yeah, enough freewheeling times in the seas. Let's, let's get back to, the, to reality. Yeah. 
Well, I think, you know, I guess it's time to uh, get to the power rankings. The only thing I noticed though is the direction. The direction. The one thing I want to note was the direction of this episode. That CG Russian satellite, the recreation of the duel, the dramatic music on the motorcycle ride, the opening w- with like the dramatic like motorcycle speeding to everything. It's just a lot of mm-hmm. flourishes. I don't know if they added to the episode so much as like it was like okay you know you're mixing it up. <laughs> yeah, because I think the wedding is supposed to be like kind of a, a display of how miserable Margaret is in her role. Yeah, for sure. But then adding this this guy with a camera is almost too obvious foreshadowing. I think if he was just there, we all know Matthew Good. You didn't need him well, ma- speeding up on the bike. Yeah. Yeah, showing up late, as always. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I do give credit for that, that crooked view of them through the mirror uh, in the barrel scene. Where it's like, oh yeah, things are off kilter here. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's get to the rankings. Who's who's down, Dave? I got the the montage gang. Okay. So the Queen Mother, Adine, LaSalle, everyone that got caught off guard by Margaret's photo op. All these people are trying to do is sort of play PR mm-hmm. with the royal family's image, and she gets the one up on them. That's, yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, I got Billy at number three. Okay. He uh, he took his shot and he missed, and then he got shot <laughs> in the leg. So all he had to do was not do that at that party. I'm kind of he would have been engaged to the. Princess. Yeah, I'm kind of glad we, that we we weren't alive back then. To think that duels were still happening, thank thank God we're past that right now, at least in America. I mean, I mean, who's to say? You're going to challenge me to a duel? <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay. All right. Well, who's number two for you? Well, number number two, I got Billy. Okay. That's wasted potential. Sure. Why not? Well, or so he thinks. Yeah. He, he, he's kind of bumbling through it. And in the beginning, you say, okay, this guy's kind of a klutz, but he's setting himself up to do real well. Yeah. And then he just kind of gets drunk and gets beat up and almost gets shot and killed. Crying the whole time, looking like a fool with his pants on the ground. Get That's it up. That's true. Well, at number two, I got the prime minister's wife. She's got to break off whatever, okay. whatever relationship she has. We don't even know her real name, but, you know, hard times for her, I imagine. Okay. Well, number one, I got the Prime Minister, well, McMillan. I, I do, too. McMillan is number one in terms of having a rough week. <laughs> well, he's, get, he's getting played. Yeah. He, he, his, his wife just can't can't be cool. Yeah. He's getting cheated on, and he knows it. And that, that's the worst feeling in the world, I'm sure. So. Yeah, hearing that, that tale, hearing the things she's saying on the phone. Mm-hmm. There you go. Bad luck, man. And you got to go to work too. It's not like you can just be upset. You got to keep moving forward in your life. I I wonder how long he dealing can, with these Russian spies. Yeah, I wonder how long he can be prime minister dealing with all that. I wonder. Yeah, it's funny too because it's like you know at first it seemed like uh, Churchill was very important to the Queen's early days and becoming a thing, and now I wonder is it literally going to be like prime minister in there with tie it into the story and, and parallel it with her. It's like, is is the Prime Minister that important to Elizabeth's narrative? Or is it just kind of like, well, might as well just feed it in there? It's kind of like tent poles, you know? Yeah. Like they're these, I would say they're like the like the Minister of Magic in Harry Potter or something like that. <laughs> they're, they, they play an important role. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. 
It's like, yeah, the Who do you, Professor Dark yeah. Hearts or whatever. The, there was a new one every yeah. season. Yeah, it's always changing. It's yep. always going to be something. Yep. Who do you have going up? Uh, number three, I got Phil having a good week. He uh, He's still a prince, and then he gets to you know, give a speech where he's just kind of like, you know, marriage sucks. I'm still together. It's been 10 years. 10 years, baby. Drink. What? Well, I got Phil and, and Queen Elizabeth what? tied for number three. What is going up with Elizabeth? What is positive about her week? The same negatives that you could say about Phil, you can say about her. She hasn't gained anything since she became a prince, and they're still sleeping in separate beds. Yeah, but it's 10 years. It's an overture. <laughs> she, she's something. the one who is looking on the bright side. She's sure. saying, you know, now we're getting into the, the weeds. Yeah. And we keep seeing the mummy around. Still looks younger and younger every episode they show her. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And when you see the thumbnail for season three, I keep thinking it's just the queen mother. But it's not. I mean, it could be. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, at number two, I got Princess Margaret. Me too. She got her, she's showing off her, her bare back. Everyone's, you know, got their mouth hanging open and uh she's found a man she she likes i say to quote philip i say and i do i do i say i I say i'll say i'll say but i think we're on the same page in number one right it's armstrong jones yeah yeah. it's matthew good he's getting his paychecks he's getting paid He's still going to start from the bottom. Now he's with the princess. Yeah, he's living his best life. Uh, so good for him, earning an yeah, Billy Wallace. Billy Wallace, you played yourself. Could have handed Matthew. this off. Yep. I don't even want to acknowledge him as Tony Armstrong because I don't even know if they say his name really. They say it like maybe once. His name's Tony. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good luck remembering that name. <laughs> I guess so. So look forward to seeing him back. No, yeah, would, hope they ask him back. I mean, you know it won't last longer than the season because, you know, they're going to age up after this. What if they just put him in, like, prosthetics, but everybody else changes that? I can see them doing that. I can see that. That's Matthew Good. That's the money. Yeah. Don't waste that money. Yeah. So, uh, that's the episode. Is there anything else we want to talk about with The Crown? With The Crown? I think that's it for this. Yeah. So, why don't we just move yeah. on to what else we've been watching, Dave? What What's... What you've been streaming or, or watching? Uh, I I finished my my drama shows. I finished Succession and I finished Better Call Saul. So I'm currently one episode left of The Circle France. Okay. And then I have a clean slate. I got to figure out what's watch Is The Circle France next. worth watching? Yes, I think so. Oh, it gets man. good. Okay. All right. If you like The Circle or the Circle Brazil which are both on Netflix. I do think the Circle Brazil might be my favorite one, yeah. but I also haven't seen the end of the Circle France. Okay. I have one more left. And Better Call Saul and Succession, you've caught up on those as good as everyone says. Yes. Better Call Saul, absolutely. Succession, uh, I have, we have a friend that said, you know, I just don't like watching shows about really rich people that don't have any connection to the real world. And as soon as he said that, it kind of changed the way I looked at Succession. Not to say I didn't really enjoy Succession because we're watching The Crown, which is a show about rich yeah. people that don't have struggles like that. But it did kind of make me go like, uh, it's not, you know, like it made me a little more critical of the show. It's pretty entertaining so, though. I don't think it's supposed to be. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. It's and, and and speaking of Emmys, this, go back. It got a ton of Emmy nominations. Yeah, I think as a Succession, as I saw online, now that Game of Thrones is gone, it literally HBO just inserted Succession to take all the Emmy nominations that Game of Thrones would have taken. That, that's yeah, all they've done. So. I guess, uh, you know, I've been 
moving through TV shows at a little more rapid of a pace. I guess I watch Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> like, I watch like two or three episodes a day just in the background because it's so easy to watch. But yeah. That's uh, I'm about to have to pick up something else. I don't know what to go. Something heavy, something old, yeah. something short and new. I don't know. How about you? Well, I, I, I think I got a fill-in for you, Dave. That, that's pretty quick. Uh, I was with my family over the weekend in Connecticut because I had a dentist appointment. And uh, we, we we just put on Netflix and it's like, well, what's something we can all watch? And we saw Autism uh, on the Spectrum. Oh, Dating on the Spectrum? Dating on the Spectrum. Or is it Love on the Spectrum? So, like, my mom used to work with special needs kids and... and she was curious, so we put it on and watched an episode. I came back to New York, and then I watched the remaining four episodes. It's five episodes. It was so addictive, uh, but not in like a perverse way or anything like that. It was really insane, like just insane. How in the is there a reality? Yeah, documentary. Yeah, it, it, like because I know what's the it takes place in Australia. What's the oh, and what's the the show on Netflix about the Indian matchmaking? Or, or, uh, oh. No, oh, uh, atypical. Atypical, yeah. As someone who works in that field, I feel like Atypical picks and chooses what is mm-hmm. the best in, in most dramatic parts of uh, autism. Yeah. So it is exciting to... Like, I saw the ad, and I'm definitely going to give that a shot. It so. was great in that, like... It was just very educational. You, you just don't think about this, and, and then it really takes its time to really walk you through how they educate kids or, or adults to, like, you know, navigate the romantic side of things and how difficult that is. And it was fascinating i thought I, I can't recommend it mm. enough and it was it's a short watch like honestly you just get through the five episodes real quick um but it was a good good australian watch there's something weird about watching shows with people interacting now where i just feel the covid fear of like back away give each other space yeah that's very <laughs> it's, true it's weird <laughs> um but yeah that was uh that was one of the things that i watched cool and it was good and i guess we do we we have an update for our for our fans what's that to the people that have have always been questioning our our choice in wrestling angles that we keep reporting on, I feel like it's part of our our coverage now. We have to. There was a bar fight. There was a bar fight <laughs> with uh, everyone's uh, favorite junkie, uh, Jeff Hardy. He's nothing but a junkie. Uh, going in. and and Sheamus and uh, at a bar at an Irish pub. Yeah, I mean in Florida. I mean Jeff just had to enter into his own hell <laughs> and and fight his demons. Uh, where there's a ladder uh, to jump off of, he a bunch of Jameson barrels. Yeah, Jeff assaulted the bartender as well. <laughs> he just really well, the second time. Yeah, I mean, the, Jeff is kind of make it more clear he's done with alcohol and everything to do with it, including bartenders. So if you're a bartender around Jeff Hardy, you're going to throw him through a table. <laughs> That's get out of there and, and leave the room. And just when you thought Jeff Hardy was done, and Seamus put his hat on Jeff's face, who revealed himself? The Enigma. Yeah. Jeff. Just Jeff Hardy with face paint. Yeah. And, and co- transparent contacts. Yep. And and he got the win. He got the W over Sheamus. And, and now he's overcome his demons with alcohol, and he's, he's a better man now. Yeah. It's great so drama, that was, folks. Uh, that's a, <laughs> so I wonder if they'll continue to follow it up next week or if it's done. I guess by the time this airs, who knows? Yeah. This is airing on Fox. It always like leaves my mind that WWE is currently on one of the biggest networks in the country. Any one of us could watch it, and we just don't on Fridays. We're busy on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so and, and then Rey Mysterio lost his eye. Yeah, he lost his eye, but he's recovering, according to WWE. He's he's recovering. Yeah, so. they're sewing it back in. They're popping it back in his socket. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about WWE coverage, well, we're not. It's not going to be on our socials, but you can still follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Shoot us a line at uh, Gmail. 
and uh yeah get buy our merch on our on our t public and the link is on our twitter and it, again if you want to win some merch leave a review five star reviews on apple yeah screen screen cap send it our way yeah on twitter instagram facebook gmail but uh otherwise until then you know we'll catch you on uh, season two episode five of the crown that's right until we meet again <laughs>